Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, very, very excited to have uh, one of the top Detroit rappers coming out on the scene. Skillet Baby in the building. What's up, big dog? How you feeling, man? Chilling. Excited to have you here. And, of course, we got Big AD holding it down. Come on, man. How you living, man? You you just out here in Cali uh, doing the interview circuit, or what you out here for? Um, I had to shoot a video, and then I did a couple interviews. I did Bullet Cab yesterday. Seen that. Mm-hmm. Can you pull the mic in just a, a little bit more? Sorry. That's dope, man. Yeah, because I'm going to be honest with you, like a few months ago, six months ago or some shit like that, I remember like kind of going down the, the Skillet Baby rabbit hole and starting to watch all your shit on YouTube and everything. But at the time, I had a little bit of an issue with Sada Baby. So I'm kind of feeling like, oh, man, like I probably shouldn't reach out for, for an interview. Shouldn't hold him. <laughs> well, who's the person? Who's the person that I would hit up to be like, "Yo, let me get a Skillet Baby interview." I would probably hit up Sada because that's probably the person that we know you the best up, in between. Hit up Eastside Wine, man. I could hit him up too, but I don't know if he liked me at the time either. Oh, he ain't gonna you. <laughs> Y'all grown man, though. Yeah. See, he try to do with your career. I, oh, oh, I would. I was still in the position. I wanted to <laughs> f- with him. I just felt like, is he gonna want to f- with me? Because I might have an issue with somebody he's real cool with. I mean, y'all, I don't really think y'all got an issue to me. Y'all had words. Right. Yeah, we, it's, it's all water under the bridge now. We still need to have the, like, personal conversation, but there were some some tweets back and forth with us. Uh... I seen it. I laughed. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts on the situation? Because I don't know if you know this, but the situation kind of stemmed from the No Jumper News or the No Jumper account posting something that he had said that was a little controversial, and then he felt like that was like a bad friend move on my part because I should have known that that would have got him in some trouble. I mean, I know, bro, so I know I knew he was going to feel some type of way. But at the end of the day, Twitter is a public social media platform, so I know what happens. A blog going to be a blog, though. Like, I can't. <laughs> That's all I can say. Like. Yeah, that's true because it's like, you know, realistically, the more and more famous you get, the more and more the shit that you say is just going to become shit that the blogs want to talk about, you know? Sure. And it's like, yeah, that that was kind of like my opinion on it and why I felt like me and him didn't necessarily uh, or it didn't seem likely that we were going to patch it up at the time just because it's like, to me, this is just what we do. We have to talk about this going on in public. That's how you get paid. Yeah, and I can't really like, you know, because I had a lot of friends over the years who like our friendship basically disintegrated because they weren't cool with the fact that we had to go on the show and talk about them or post see, about them. Twitter, the easiest thing you could do on Twitter is say, man, I was hacked. Can nobody <laughs> see you say this anyway. You yeah, know what I mean? But take if, that 
Bet. If you follow Sada Baby for a while, though, you probably knew that wasn't <laughs> like that sounds exactly like him. At the end of the day, bro, like that though, like he he like what he feel, he gonna say it. So mm. you know, a lot of stuff he just say that's how he feel. Like you can't, I can't really be like you know. A lot of stuff I wouldn't even speak on because that's bro. But do you you seem a little bit more reserved? Do you have a lot of like controversial opinions, and then sometimes you just like. You almost say it on social media, and then you're like, no, nah, I don't feel like igniting I, it right now. I think we all have controversial thoughts in our head, but I'm really more, like you said, on the reserve side, so I'd rather just not let people know what I'm thinking anyway. For right. Real, for real. Yeah, because, I mean, you could always – there's always that option mm-hmm. of just saying the craziest that you could think of. I'm hacked. <laughs> and knowing that social media will just explode off of what you say. But, like, the thing is, is that if Skiller Baby does that, like, five times, then all of a sudden people are going to be talking about you, like, yeah, Skiller Baby's that fool who'll be wowing the fuck out on Twitter and saying all the crazy shit. Like, you can get, like, a reputation for that, which is kind of – it could be good or bad, but a lot of people would probably rather avoid it. I'd be – I've been around a few celebrities and stuff, so I'd be, I'd be like – the social media thing, I don't really judge people off social media because nine times out of ten, the image that I got in my head of a lot of people, it don't be the same. At all. Mm, interesting. Yeah, because you seem like somebody where I've heard you say a bunch of stuff that you seem pretty committed to remaining like a normal person and you want to stay in Detroit. You don't necessarily like being on like some Hollywood app. Is that, no, is that accurate? He, he lying. <laughs> he just told me right now. I like, he get invited to them Hollywood parties now. Skiller like Baby's going up. Like, I like L.A. <laughs> I wouldn't move to L.A., but I, I'd come do, like, a weekend in L.A. or something. But, like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to be too extra. Like, Why? What do you think that L.A. would change about you? I don't think it wouldn't change nothing about me. I just, you know how, like, you'd be familiar with something. Like, yeah. I know what's going on at home. You don't want to be out of bounds. Yeah, like. But in a way, though, does that feel like it would be, like, challenging yourself? Because I, when I think about, like, when I first moved to Long Beach, like, 12 years ago, it was very, like, it kind of sucked. You know, it was, like, it was weird just not having my normal friend group around, my normal food spots, all the chicks that I knew. I kind of had to start from scratch. But then at the same time, I did feel like it was, like, an important challenge for me. Like, it challenged me to sort of open up my personality in a way. For sure. I feel like it would be a challenge. Like, everybody challenging me to do it. Mm. Like, But it just be like, I done met some weird people. <laughs> I ain't going to Even in this office, yeah. Like, I done <laughs> met some weird people to where it would be like, I'm familiar at home. Like, because when, like, when I, somebody do something weird to me or something like that, I handle it a different way. Like, I don't mm. be one to be messy and stuff like that. I'm like the type of person, like, if we had a problem, Adam, I'd, like, actually come talk about it in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And, like, whatever goes down, that just stay between us, you know? Right, I respect that. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people don't handle stuff like that way or, like, it just be a lot of weird stuff going on. Like, when you go other places, it's more about, like, clout and stuff like that. And, see, the thing is out here is, like, it's one thing, like, you can hang with niggas from here. Then you go to them Hollywood parties. That shit weird as fuck. You got to deal with the politics over there, too. You know what I mean? You may say something being a real nigga, and then they take it and, you know what I'm saying, to f- try to fuck your career up on top of that shit, too. It's messed up. And, sure. and, and when you're in that environment of, like, Hollywood parties and stuff, you just kind of have to know that, like, literally anybody who's going to show any kind of interest in me as a human being is only after 
the fact that I could benefit them in some way. Like if somebody wants to be your friend, the truth is, is that they want to be friends with an up and coming cool ass mm-hmm. rapper that's going to maybe make them have a, a popping celebrity friend that they could post a picture with or whatever. That's like 99% of it because nonstop, this is the thing that you hear as a person who's not from LA. Or I mean, I've been here for 12 years, so I feel like I have a decent vantage point, but you hear everybody in LA is fake. <laughs> Everybody's fake. And it's like, yeah, kind of. Like, there is an element of that. But, like, also some of the realest people you will ever meet in L.A. live here. But then all the fake people come here to be fake and to feed off each other. This is the problem. People move from out of town, live in L.A., and they populate the scene. And then people come out here and be like, L.A. people are fake. No, nigga, go south of the 110, meet the real motherfuckers. That's the real L.A., not this Hollywood bullshit. Mm. You get you, you it'd be somebody from your own city that you like, man, oh, he from LA. Like, no, nigga, he ain't from LA. <laughs> nigga, it's a big transplant of everybody. It's a mixing pot of gumbo. That shit weird, not the real LA. Whereas nobody moves to Detroit to like suck up clout, right? No. <laughs> For the uh-huh. most part, it wouldn't really work. No, I don't think nobody a lot of people <laughs> scared of me to move to Detroit. But I feel like Detroit actually is so lit that that maybe could be a thing now. No, it's cool as hell. Like yeah. it's been cool as hell. People just never like the image that we got, people just think like it's super violent, but everywhere else super violent too. So it's like mm. it ain't nothing no different. Yeah, they told me that in in Detroit, if you get pulled over by the cops, unless you got like a, a, a gun or a, a pound of coke that you're pretty much going to get left alone, that they pretty much are like ignoring everything because they got so much serious shit going on. It ain't even that. They just, in Detroit, when you go to the outskirts of Detroit, like the suburbs, they taking your ass to jail. But okay. In Detroit, it's like that's they just leave you alone. Like they'll pull up playing my music. Like I didn't got pulled over, no license. I'm driving hundred hundred twenty. They didn't pull me over. Like oh, you skiller baby, man, keep doing music, stay out of trouble. Really? And yeah, I didn't have bullshit in the car, and they still let me go. <laughs> For real. What's bullshit? Bullshit. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Not what I'm here. Okay. But here, here's a question going back to the, the loyalty question or whatever. So, like, Sada was talking about this on Twitter the other day is that I guess a lot of fans felt like it was a little mixy that you were working with T Grizzly because T Grizzly and Sada have their history together and everything. Is that something that you even mentioned to Sada, or is that just kind of your understanding that he doesn't want you to shy away from working with somebody just because he might have had an issue? I haven't talked to Sada about that. I don't think we're going to talk about it. He know I don't mix my business with personal stuff. Unless somebody died or got beat up or shot, I don't mix my business with personal. Right. I ain't going to do it. That's what I was thinking because I'm like, that shit ultimately was just like a artist signing that didn't really work out. It's yeah. not like some life or death shit, right? Yeah. that uh, I don't get into people's business with they, what go on with their money and stuff like that because like at the end of the day, side of my brother, like I said, I'm standing right with him, but I also got a career, you feel me? So me and T not the best of friends, but we can work like I like I said, I work with my own ops, if it makes sense. And I still try to smoke their ass right after. So. <laughs> How would it make sense though? How would it make sense to work? Like if because the only way it would make sense is if they were so popular 
that you would have to be insane not to do a song with them. That's but then also, why would they want to work with you if they were so popular? Like, like you couldn't resist the, you I'm, know, I, I don't see it happening. Person, I'm not a person that walk in this room. Like, say I had a problem with AD. I ain't going to tell you like, yeah, I got a problem. I'm going to sit right next to him. And we can handle our problem after we get off camera. Because if this podcast is going to make me money or further my career and I got to sit next to AD, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you a smart man. <laughs> I, I haven't sitting next to him for a few years holding back feelings. <laughs> so I feel you. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. Okay. But I like so, him, man. He good. No, yeah, definitely. I like that idea, though, that you can just sit here. But that is the question. Is like, do you talk to him in the hallway beforehand or do you talk to him afterwards? No, get the business done. And first. does it does it depend on how done. intense the conversation was going to be? You got to get the business done. See, you was talking about that tea and soda stuff. Like, I don't a lot of stuff. People problems. I don't even be understanding where they stem from. You feel me? So like, I don't get into people business. Like I said, unless somebody died or got shot or something, I don't really be into it because like I don't even get into my my females and my family business. Like if they into it. They know they can't even talk to me about that shit. Like, really? my mama would tell you she try to talk about my auntie or something. And I'm, <laughs> I don't got nothing to do with it because at the end of the day, what if 10 years from down the line, y'all get back cool? You feel me? Right. And I'm just not into it with somebody because somebody else into it. I done seen a couple of people that I know get into it with people. Then they be back cool with them. And I don't like that person. Right. And I... I just, because I, I'm not getting back cool with somebody. I don't do that. Like, then they look fuck, at you funny, too. You, they looking at you funny, you know? Especially if, like, say y'all, I'm cool with y'all, and y'all knew each other before me. You feel me? So if y'all get into it, I, that don't got nothing to do with me. Y'all knew each other before I knew y'all. Mm. But isn't there a part of you that wants to just, like, be the judge and, like, really hear both sides of it and mm. be like, you know yeah. what? I think AD's in the right. I'm riding with AD on this particular situation. Like, like you would just prefer to stay completely neutral? For sure, because y'all not kids. Mm. You got a real smart way of thinking. I'm More people kid. need to think like that. You get, you, like, you get further in life by minding your business. But as a rapper... People don't want you to mind your business. <laughs> but as a rapper, I want to mind my business even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see it. But then at the same time, like, don't you feel like as a rapper that you're just expected to, like, you can't really ignore smoke? Like, if there's issues going on, you just got to. Yes, you can. You can? Because people are talking, say it's smoke, and then they walk in the room and y'all walk right past each other. And that ain't smoke. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the rap, rapper smoke be like the weakest smoke ever. It's WWE. <laughs> it's the weakest smoke ever. If like, it's real, we can't sit in the room together. No. But so you've had that situation where there's been people you had interactions with that were negative online and then you see them in real life and For they don't sure. do anything? For sure. But I'm not really negative online. Like, like if I get out of character online, then I'm really at that point. So it just be like, I done had people like, a lot of people, you know, once you get, like, a certain amount of followers, people think, like, when they DM you or something, you don't see it. Right. But the whole time, I be still looking through my DMs. I see somebody talking crazy to me or something from the city or something like that. And when I see them out, they pull their ski mask up and try to walk past me or something. Mm. <laughs> you know But I you're mean? just ignoring them? You're not responding to somebody who ain't on your level on Instagram or nothing? Why would I? Right. I, why would I be mad at somebody that got less than me? Like, that's the definition of crashing out. Because somebody tell you, like, somebody disrespected you, Adam, go do something, right? And then when you go do something, they go tell you you're done for going to jail. Every time. 
Well, nobody's saying that you got to go shoot them. But, you know, they, they want to see you react, I guess. These like, fans ain't realistic, though. What's the, mm. re, what's the re, react, though? What's reaction? What's the uh, re- go on your story and say, you a punk-ass bitch. bitch. Ass nigga when Fuck I see your you. cousin. <laughs> he just then, looks at me these like, nah. fans, <laughs> These fans like are me. not realistic. They'll sit there and be like, he said this. They want y'all to literally drive, kill each other, and then rap about it and tell them. Like, nigga. Friends. Family, everybody be egging stuff on that they ain't supposed to. Like, mm. I sometimes I get mad at like some some of the homeboys if they like say say they know how sad it is. Right, boom, they see some message and go tell him. Knowing you gonna go react, you feel me? That's not a good. That's not being a good friend. Mm. That's not being a good friend. Knowing knowing they gonna crucify him on Twitter for saying something or Instagram, you know. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like me. No, but I, I I was thinking about that the other day because I had somebody who was in my family send a screenshot of somebody talking shit about me, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm like, you know, you don't you don't have to do that. Like, you like, can just not send that to me. Like, I because it doesn't bother me because realistically, I was gonna see that either way. But you might not realize that I got a thousand of those that I could look at every day, Follow and when that. I'm just talking to my family. I don't really want to be talking about me as a famous person or me as a person who's getting criticized publicly. Like you, I, I know you're looking at that and you're feeling a certain type of way, but you could just keep it to yourself. I don't want to. When I'm talking to you, I don't want to be reminded of that. And, and then sure. too, tell me good morning or something first. Yeah, sure. Don't send me the bullshit. Like you don't want to be Adam Twenty Two when you're at home on Christmas. That's why I'm trying right. to get to tell my family. Like I don't want to be Skillet Baby every time you. I gotta talk about music every day. Mm. When I go home. I want to be regular me again. Like, I grew up with y'all, so why y'all so, like, of course you would be excited to see me, but it's no difference in me at 12 years old and me not. I love you the same. Right. I act the same. Yeah, so like, but that's what you want. Because, all right, I remember somebody telling me one time about this pop star. This fucking, fuck it, it's Post Malone. I heard somebody telling me <laughs> that Post Malone, even though he's this successful and this famous and stuff, that they hung out with him and that the vibe was just that he was kind of kind of lonely like and and i was like damn like why doesn't he just have his boys from back in high school and shit on the road with him and they're like bro think about it like his boys from high school are probably weird ass clout chasers just like everybody else like he's so famous that he can't get away from that and he has to kind of like wonder the motives of like almost everybody he's hanging out with and in that moment i just realized that like really being that famous is a fucking prison thanks yeah like I don't like being like the little famous that I am. It's just being that famous. You sound like like you said, like you just a circus animal or something. Like every time they like every time somebody want to see me, they want to hear me say hi or something. Like I'm not no lion. Like Bad. I know can't, you, know, you <laughs> feel me? They want to poke a lion and make it roar. Like and then you take on everybody's problems for sure. All everybody's problems now become your problems. For sure. You the family member that can save us. You already got well, you, that? The the cash app requests are already coming in? You want to see my cash app? <laughs> I just wonder. Because I hear about it from him. They're like, you know, if you got broke ass people in your family and they find out you're getting money, it just gets kind of crazy, right? Even if you wasn't even that for your family. Mm. Like, Real shit. Like, like, I was that for my immediate family, but now they think I'm the, the family savior, like for real, but we like people you ain't even had relationships with. Like, mm. You ain't never asked me for nothing how I'm changing. You change. You right. feel me? So that's how I just be, though. But I understand that I ask God for this role in life, so I don't complain about mm-hmm. it. Right. Because w- when would you say that you actually became committed to chasing the rapper dream? Um, probably like last year. 
always wanted to, I always did it, like, and I was, like, consistent with it. But, like, last year, I just felt like I could really do something with it. Mm. But it was, it was a big motivation for me because, you know, I was with him, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. So, like, I seeing somebody do it and, like, be successful with it. Like, so, bro was a big motivation for that. Sure. He really pushed you too. For sure. Like, like I feel like just as much he promoted himself, he promoted you. For sure. Because I used to be like, damn, he pushed this nigga hard. Let me listen to his music. I'm like, all right, that yeah. nigga hit shit hard. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Because a lot of times you got to see a rapper's name three, four, five times yeah. before you're even like, all right, what's he doing? I'm going to click this. But a lot of people that are coming up, yeah, they're coming up themselves. They don't sit there and be like, let me put the spotlight on my real homeboy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I've seen niggas be like, hey, let you do this first. Let me do this first, and then I'm going to come bring you in. It's like, nah, we're going to push this shit together. I think more people need to be like that. For sure. Yeah, you don't see a lot of rappers really, like, co-signing their 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 artists to that extent. They'll do, like, one song or some shit or, like, put them on their album one time. But I feel like Sada was really like, fuck, I'm going to flood the market with shit with this dude. And even going to the studio with these niggas one day, I'm like, nigga, okay, 20, 30 niggas, everybody freestyling in the parking lot. They're like, <laughs> you doing this song, you doing this song, go in this room, do this. I'm like, he, they doing it the right way. Right. One thing I saw a writer, like a music reviewer, say when I was reading uh, some shit about you is he said that maybe early on that it was hard for you to stand out be when you're rapping on songs with Sada because his rap style is so fucking weird and unorthodox and all over the place. He is just, he's screaming, he's muttering, he's like, he's, he's just changing his voice so much throughout verses and stuff. And that is kind of like a, a big presence to be next to on a track. So how do you approach that? Do you think that you need, does that change how you come to a track when you guys are working together? Um, I really um, found myself like, it like I got had like a rude awakening one day because like, Sada was about trying to do a song with um, Dollar. Um, that's because, like, he was doing something with Curtis Dollar. And Dollar was like, I'm not getting on that. That's not my type of beat. And I just started thinking about it. Like, I'm doing a lot of stuff that just ain't me. Mm. All the up-paced stuff that ain't me, all the weird, unorthodox stuff. Like, I could try, but it ain't me. Like, I pick and choose my battles now, like, with the beats and stuff like that. Like, at first, I was just getting on anything, just doing it, just because, you know, like, I'm going to just be consistent. But then I'm like, I'm going to learn myself what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, what my voice sound like. You know how you learn as you go, mm. study the music, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely, because I feel like there's a stage in your life as a rapper where you're like, you know, you're prideful. You're like, I want to be able to hop on any beat and mm -hmm. do my thing. But I've definitely heard a lot of rappers in the studio where they, like, make a song and it's just clearly, like, not the kind of beat they should hop on and they're actually self-aware enough to be like, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm not going to put that out. Which so I think that takes a while as a rapper to learn that. And it takes some confidence for somebody to play you a beat and be like, we're going to get on this. And you're like, nah, I'm, I'm going to wait for the next one. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I've been doing that a lot lately. Like, if it ain't me, it just ain't me. I ain't gonna force it. Like, and I think that just helped me a lot more. Right. Definitely. Um, okay, so I, I want to ask about this, too. Like, because you seem, like, wh where does your, like, because I'm trying to look up Skilla Baby Beef. I'm trying to figure out who you got issues <laughs> with. 
couldn't really find anything aside from the one situation that happened at Lando's studio. And it, <laughs> but it felt like you you refused to even put out any kind of aggression or, or negative energy about even some shit like that. Yeah, it's like you you just don't do that. You leave stuff in the you let street shit be street shit. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm on rapper time right now. So right. Like and then like you give negative energy to negative stuff, you get negative results. Right. So like and then when you just like when you nurse certain shit, like you just let that shit be, like, you know, I ain't gonna be on TV and cameras incriminate myself and talking about people. I don't even give people negative energy. I love everybody. Right. But so in that situation, the other side or the other people involved, they were talking about it online though. So does that change how you want to approach it? Because it feels like you're adhering to a certain code, but then the other people there are maybe not concerned with that, right? I got a lot of homeboys in jail. I know how the police shit work. Mm. I don't even... I just, like... I went to jail one time. I'm going to tell you a story. I went to jail one time, right? And it was this white guy. He kept calling me the N-word. Kept calling me out my name, B-words and shit. No, no. It wasn't me. <laughs> kept calling me out my name. I'm letting him do it. I'm letting him do it. Because I'm really... I really get to go home early, but... I know if I do something, they're going to take my little extra days back home. So I got to a point to where I just got fed up. But I'm wondering why he keep calling me these N-words and B-words, but he just sitting calm like this. Like, he just sitting calm. N-word, B-word, N-word. And what, but the camera, he know the cameras, only, it don't got audio. Mm-hmm. So when I get up and I chase him around the room and I smack the shit out of him, I look like the aggressor. You feel me? So it's not, it's it's really like, it's like the image. Are you feel me? I don't want to look like the aggressor in situations. You got to be smart. Like, I was telling you that story because as soon as I, he called me all them N-words and B-words, as soon as I smacked him, he called the CEO on me and mm. told on me. <laughs> Man, that's crazy too because from his perspective, if he just wants to fuck your day up, I mean, him fighting you is like whatever, but him being able to get you in trouble within the jail system, that's like he's going to cause you way more grief that way, right? They sent me to C-Max. That's like Mm. the hole for for the county jail. They sent me to Max fast as hell. I really was a trustee, so you feel me? Fucked my job up, all that shit. So I smacked him, lost my job, couldn't get out early, like made my mom and my girl mad, like they were sad about it. So I'm saying that to say this, like, when you on camera looking like the aggressor, it don't even matter if somebody bothering you. Right. You you gonna be. It's like the second person always get in trouble. Right. You don't be the first person. It's true. So you gotta just be smart how you move. I was watching that feeling like, oh, this is how other people feel about No Jumper. Because it's like something crazy happened in somebody else's studio, and I'm looking at the comments, and some people are like, man, Lando tripping, like Lando shouldn't have let this happen, whatever. I, I'm like, I want I want people to know though, Lando had. Nothing to do with nothing. Let Lando be Lando. We all know how Lando is, bro. Lando ain't no street nigga, bro. Lando really a good nigga. Everybody got some bad tendencies and stuff, but Lando a good nigga. He pushing Baby Tron. He took Baby Tron to the next level. There's not a lot of media opportunities in Detroit anyway, so he's opening doors for a lot of people. Let that man be successful. Like, get Lando his flowers. He done did a lot of stuff for the the hip-hop in Detroit. Like, Mm. get Lando his flowers. What do you, what does Detroit hip hop need though? 
Like, what would be the best things that could happen to the city in terms of like the people having more opportunities and stuff? Because when I the thing about Orlando shit is that if you look at LA, there's like twenty things like that. You know, twenty mm-hmm. different places you go do an interview or whatever. So it's kind of like, is that the future of Detroit? Or Air, I don't know. I think Air, in Detroit, everybody want to be a rapper, and there's more opportunities. If like if people are smart, they'll pick up a camera or they'll start a vlog or they do other stuff. They'll open a studio. Mm-hmm. Like them opportunities, you can make a lot of money off that. Everybody wanna be rich and famous, so like it's kinda hard. Everybody in Detroit wanna be a rapper. But you come to Hollywood or LA or even Atlanta, you got twenty cameramen, you got twenty vlogs, you got all that. So And you can get rich and famous doing that. You could get rich and famous doing that. So but nobody thinking like that. Everybody wants to. They don't even know how hard it is to be a rapper. And then a lot of times the rapper don't like see my situation different because I like studied the business before I just jumped out here. But a lot of times the rapper is not the man with the money. He's not the man with the pool. He's not the man that's calling those shots. So that's why I don't really like too much hang around a lot of rappers because I rather hang with the managers mm. or the man that's behind the rappers. But when you look at your career and what you've accomplished as a musician, though, do you do you want to be a dope street rapper or do you want to like make huge hits that are on the fucking radio or everything like that? Because there's a lot of different like d- different levels that you could potentially reach in your career, and I'm wondering like which one you're kind of aiming for at this point. I want to be a stadium artist. Mm. I I went to Kendrick Lamar concert. Then I seen Rod Wave. Like that shit just seemed so dope. Like. Rod Wave can just get on the stage and not say nothing. The whole arena just sing word for word. Like I want to be like that. Like I want to learn the business and you know, I want to like better myself in this. I don't just want to be a street you know, walking to the clubs all this all day. That's like the money be good, but it'll be like that should be like deja vu for real. What just doing the club walkthrough type shit? That should be deja vu. <laughs> People I don't want to see standing next to a whole bunch of people that's just staring at me. I don't like that, for real. Yeah. I've, like, never done that, but I could imagine that you would start to feel very objectified. and like, It would just feel so silly to be, like, out here late at night, all these drunk people around you, and you're for just sure. kind of walking in. Hey, how you doing? For sure. <laughs> Every night. Definitely. But, okay, wait, what do you credit you having a good head on your shoulders? Because it seems like you're very, like, business-minded and stuff like, oh, you studied the music business so you didn't want to, like, get taken advantage of. That's, like, mm-hmm. stuff that you don't really see a lot of young rappers really concerning themselves with. So what, what do you credit that? Is it your parents or, or what was it? I was raised right for sure. But then I'm around, I surround myself by good people and people. I don't surround myself, like, you don't see me with a bunch of young guys or, like, people my age. I do got friends that young, wild, and reckless, but it's a time and a place for everything. Like, I just feel like I got to surround myself by people that's going to inspire me to do more. Like, see, it's it's cool to be young and wild, but, like, I really, like, I've been, like, since I was young, I've been hanging around all older people. So mm. by me hanging around all older people, I was around the people trying to get the money and stuff like that. I always wanted to get the money. Like, I ain't never mind getting a job. Like, I've been working since I was 14, 15. Like, I always wanted money. What um, was your last job before you went full-time rapping? <laughs> Captain J. What's that? What's that? <laughs> it's a chicken spot. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Fried> chicken. <laughs> now, now I know why you laugh when he said it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, is it, is it like a dope spot? Better than Popeyes or? No, that shit weak. Oh. <laughs> it's cool, 
like it's cool, but like, like when you working fast food, like uh, like food spots, you be like notice it turn you off from the food because you notice how right bad the tendencies are in there. Like and just you see behind like, the curtain, yeah, like <laughs> how unsanitary it is and stuff. A lot of things are like that though. Once once you've seen somebody like make a a bunch of rap songs in the studio, you start to realize how rap songs are made. And like once you see a label push a song, you start to realize like oh. So this song didn't just become popular. Like this was a whole no. thing. So lot, that's got to be like watching the fucking dirty ass fryer in the back of Popeyes, and you see them not clean it for if that two shit weeks. Is dirtier, the better that shit. Yeah, is. you're right. With Popeyes, that I'm down. Popeyes yeah. for sure. I ain't a lot of Popeyes and shit. You don't fuck with it. <laughs> no, it's the shit. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm glad. I feel like that's one fast food spot that everybody can kind of agree is really good. For sure. That shit, my girl hates it. So fuck her. Really? Yeah. Right. <laughs> She's just like, doesn't think it's... And, and usually when she says that, though, I'll order it, and I'll be eating in front of her, and I'll be like, ah, it's not Next time, I'll give her a biscuit. Dry one. Take care of the job for the you. The older I get, the more the biscuits don't really thrill me. Yeah, with the honey, with the honey on it? Yeah. Oh, my God. The honey is out of here. No, the butter. <laughs> the butter and the honey. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, you were talking about uh, or just how you got into having the right mentality in terms of wanting to take your business uh, in the right direction. Oh, wait, no, we were talking about fast food after that. <laughs> but, okay, you were working, doing the fast food stuff. That was the last job. How did you end up quitting? Or How long ago was that? Bro really told me quit. Bro really told me quit. Like, he told me, like, this was really when he was starting to flourish, flourish, too. Like, he, like I'm going to come in there and make you quit. I'm going to embarrass you. I'm like, damn, I really got to quit. I'm walking to the studio like I was fucked up, fucked up too. But he seen like my determination. So he like, I'm, you got to quit. You feel me? I'm walking to the studio. I'm walking home, but I'm not telling him this. Then one day he just found out I was doing that shit. Like, I think I showed up to the club, chicken pot grease and flour <laughs> on that shit. For real. Wow, that's crazy though. He saw you having all this talent even when you weren't really like doing anything like was he believing in you just because of the music or i think he really seen my determination more than anything and then like i grew up with his little brother and then some more mutual people was telling him i got talent and stuff so he like had me come around but i was talking to my mama like i don't really go around people like you feel me like i don't care how famous somebody is like i got a field dog out like mm. i don't know if he a bullshit ass nigga so I was really reluctant for real. That's why, like, at first he like telling me quit my job. I'm like, no, I don't really know y'all like Gotta that. Make show. <laughs> for sure, like I don't really know y'all like that. So then he would just kept telling me like, and then like he just like real nigga shit. He had me with him all day, every day. Like, like maybe not all day, every day, but all the events and all that shit. Like we hanging on the block, all that shit. Like so. Like, I started fucking with Sodom. Everybody on the east side started fucking with me because I was really from the west side. Everybody started fucking with me on the east side. So it was just like, bro, it's a blessing. And but all that. Is that awkward ever? Because I, I don't know exactly about the politics in Detroit, but I've uh, seen a few YouTube videos about various sides of town not getting along. I don't get into that. Mm. I don't get into that. A lot of that shit be fake, man. Cause if I get into it, I'm head first. Like, I'm like if I crash out about something, I'm going to crash out. So I don't get into a lot of like everybody will tell you. Like, if y'all get into it, bro, if he with me, 
don't touch him. Don't do nothing. Because I'm going to crash out about that. And then if, I, if I'm with him today and I'm with Dog tomorrow and you see him with me, don't, you feel me? Because I'm not in there. I tell somebody real quick, bro. You ain't crashing about, about what I got going on. You ain't shot nobody. So don't even come at me. You feel me? I ain't going to disrespect y'all what y'all got going on, though. Like, I never even speak on it with y'all. When you see me with him, don't speak on him. I'm not getting into it. I don't, I don't do that. I fuck with everybody for real, for real. It be hard to be like that, but you got to. Because like I said, like you will find yourself in something and somebody will tap out on you. Like, mm. Real shit. But so when you, in terms of you having your mentality on, right about music and the business, how much of that comes from Sada too? Because he's kind of like maybe not been like fully jerked around the way that some artists do, but he's definitely been involved in situations that he ended up regretting or not being happy with that I'm sure he wished he didn't have to experience firsthand. Like how much of that has he kind of put you on about? I learned, uh, I be learning about being there. Like Sada might not be hands-on with the business. He like, he wanted, you know, like you got two different type of artists. You got a lot of artists that focus more on their music than their business, and they got a team around them that focus on the business. Like, that's how Sada is, more like that. I'm more, I want to be hands-on. Like, even I just signed, I told my label, like, you ain't got to shoot everything to them. Put me in a group message. I want to know what's going on. Like, I want to check my numbers. Send me my numbers every week, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to know. That's just how I was, like, raised. Like, every point count. Like, when you hustling, you really know that, like, Every point count, whatever, it, that don't matter. It don't matter if you selling weed, selling shoes, every point count, like, every one of them. So I got to know that. So what was the process you signed into the label like? A big-ass being or I ain't never <laughs> been I ain't never been through that, though. Right. So, like, it was kind of overwhelming. I like, bet. It was overwhelming. Like, I've committed to one label, and then somebody else came with a better offer. Right. Or their counter offer just had some... I ain't, I ain't got to put this in there. They don't get this. I get that. I keep that. So, like, I had, like, it was a long process. And you're meeting with all these labels, and it's like, you know, they're all nice. They all seem like they want the best for you. But, like, what the fuck do you know about which one is the best or which one would be the best long term? You don't know if maybe this one had a completely different staff six months ago or, you know, like, that, that shit was trippy when I was going through that of dealing with labels and shit where it's like, you know, I'm talking to people in the industry. They're like, well, this label's kind of, they, they don't have anybody popular right now, so they might give you more money mm-hmm. because they really need you, whereas, you know, realistically, yeah. you might be better off going with somewhere that, is, you more push. that has a better track record of making shit mm-hmm. hot, you, you know? You hear it all. This label's this, this label's this, this label's this, and that's kind of like why when, pe- when Blast went to uh, Red Bull, they're like, why would you go to Red Bull? Like, nigga... They get to put all their resources behind you. But Red Bull must have a, on you. Do they have like a partnership with a label or something? Or is it booming. all just them? He's booming. Just bro, he's the only artist that I know on their label. Yeah. But the fact that they can put all their resources towards him, to me, that's a better fit than being on a roster of fifty people and they have to fucking you know what I'm saying. Uh, give all their resources to everybody and the top people. Are like, nah, that's way better. It would be like if signing a QC. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're if you are popping, they have more resources than damn near anybody to make you hot, but then at the same time, you're going to be competing against a little baby every single day of your career for resources, right? For sure, but then it's all about how you and your lawyer negotiate things. Mm. Like, that's a big part of it, and I had to learn that. Like, 
I probably got one of the best contracts in, like, Detroit history, for real, like top two or three for sure. But I got a good lawyer and I got a good team, and then I surrounded myself by people that been in it for a minute that then fucked up on somebody else's contract and then got better at it, like, you know? Right. So it's really you. and It's it's about what you want from it, though. Like you just said, like, you might want to be a big-ass nightclub rapper or street rapper. It's about... If you want to be a stadium artist, whoever there that they push to be a stadium artist or it's like all that go into go into play. Like you got to negotiate. What if they you might they might want your merch or your back catalog. You right. got to know how to negotiate all that, like because all this should be important. Like right. They might give you more money and take everything from you. No. Yeah, because there's so many people throughout our life. When you think about back in your early 20s and you heard about somebody getting a, signed to a record deal, like you just thought they were instantly successful and they were instantly rich. And now when you look at that, you're like, oh, so that's like a loan. And that is by no means a guarantee that you're going to be successful. It's a nice step in the right direction, but it don't mean that you're a sure thing See, at all. But even back then, you had real gatekeepers. And it was like, if you don't sign this, you won't be on BET. Mm. You won't get on this magazine. You won't get on MTV. So they kind of had no choice. Whereas you, you made yourself hot. For sure. You know, sad as hell. But, like, but obviously, it's like, for the most part, you made music videos and put them on YouTube and they blew up. Mm -hmm. So it's like, to what extent do you feel like you need the label? Do you, what, what do you think they're bringing to the table that you really need? Like that, though. Like, like he said, it's still gatekeepers, though. Certain rooms mm -hmm. you can't get in. This shit like a secret society. He wasn't sure. gonna give you no interview. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I <laughs> thought he was not gonna want to do the interview. <laughs> like, but it be like that. It might be if somebody from the label that called and be like, "We need this interview." Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's gatekeepers for showing sure and this shit. Like, I I just got signed. Right, a lot of people from Detroit, even the people I've been fucking with my whole life, like I knew my whole life. Now they hang with me and stuff like that. Like. And I don't got no hard feelings towards it. It's just this shit is secret society. I got signed, like I got in, I got in a little baby private parties and all type of shit. Like you feel me? Like as before, I was just like a normal person. This shit like a real secret society. That's why I don't go into this shit. Like I was telling you with my feelings. I know it's a business. Right? Like, you feel me? You gotta. Why would I? Why would you fuck with me if you, I can't help you? Like that don't even make no sense. That's one thing I've always heard. Use with good intent. Use with good intent. What's that mean? That means like use me, but do it for the right like, reason. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, 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 not for the right reason. But like, 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 like he said, he got something to bring to the table. You feel me? Don't be malicious with it. So like, okay, I got something that can help you. You got something that help me. Let's use each other the right way and keep it pushing. Versus, let me, you know, what I'm saying, let me. Uh, uh, be fake behind your back, do something and try to get up. Like, nah, let's use each other to get to that next level. It's like, why would you been? Why would you before you would you give me an interview on Adam on No Jumper? Like that don't even make sense. If I had an interview before, I'm just you just helping me. Like you giving me a platform to talk about nothing. Like I don't have nothing going on. Like I might have music. Like but. I got something going on. Like, you see, you got questions you can ask me. You can yeah. ask me about who I'm in tour with, what side I got going on, who I signed to. Right. But before, it's just like, we've just been talking. I have an interview coming up in a couple of days, and there's like an older gangster gentleman who was trying to get me to interview him for a while, and I turned it down a while ago, but now he's signed to a label. And 
is p- kind of popping, so I'm going to do the interview. And I'm already picturing this dude hitting me up and being like, I told you six months ago. Long a year. Time ago. And it's like, yeah, but, bro, he's in a different place in his career now. Like, you know, that's the whole thing is it's like – like he got he, some value to bring to the table. Yeah, like, but but in I, your eyes. but I respect somebody like him because a lot of these rappers are like super early in their career, haven't done shit, begging for an interview. I mean, he's like coming out and doing interviews and stuff. And I, you did a couple of interviews before, but like you waited till a time in your career where you actually had shit to talk about. I think it's a huge mistake for artists to go and do a shitload of interviews like super early on when they don't have shit to talk about. For sure, because ain't nobody gonna see right now. Somebody gonna click on my name and be like, he did an interview with Adam. You feel me, AD? But before it's just like what do he got to talk about i don't they want to hear me talk about what i got going on in the streets and shit like that they're gonna click this and i'm gonna be not talking about it you feel and, me? and then too you'll see an artist you give them hey like hey do this do this as a favor comes out eight thousand views now they clowning you because they're like nigga your shit not even doing good you done shot yourself in the foot you should have waited until you developed yourself more bam and your shit just rise the fuck up if, if you are my artist we would be talking about the the interview thing, like, oh, we're going to strategize. Once we get to this point, we're going to do this interview. You know, it's, it's like it should be a very deliberate thing. For sure. Like, it's a time and a place. Like, everything is about time. And, like, say I say you do an interview with me eight months ago and I ain't had nothing going on. Then I got something going on now and I got 8,000 views. And now you like, I don't want to do no interview with you no more. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. why? You see what we did the first time? That's That's just... A lot of people just, like, I remember Mazo told me this. Like, before I had anything going on, like, I could rap and stuff like that. I did a feature with Mazo. I'm like, I need a manager. And he like, you don't need no manager right now. You need a manager when you got stuff to manage. And I ain't take that to heart. Like, damn, he trying to help me. No, he was right. Like, why would I get somebody 20% of nothing? Now I'm in the hole. That's real. Um... I, I I like this bar. You said, "I want to kill a man every time I'm mad, but then I pray to God and I talk, and you talk to your dad." Mm-hmm. What what was? Do you really have that kind of like anger in certain situations? And like, wh- what is it that helps calm you down? Of course, is it? I um, I'm religious. Like I ain't religious. I'm like spiritual. So like, a lot of times I'm like. I won't even respond to like something you say until I think about the right response. So it'd be like in, in situations like that, I get mad, but then it'd be like, is this the right thing to do? Like I ain't saying I'm soft or nothing like that, like by no means, but a lot of stuff just ain't the right thing to do right now. You know, it's a right time and a place for everything. Right. Every time. But so right after that in that bar though, then you say, My family always tells me I'm just like my dad. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Like what 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 do you feel like you got from your dad personality wise? Like that right there, like think about everything. My dad was a real thinker. So mm-hmm. everything was calculated, even what we was gonna eat next week, like he already knew. So I think I like and then the business mindset, like my dad was real like he did taxes and shit like that. So really? he like, that's why I'm big on like every point counting all that because I already know how that go. Right. Like, I like we was going back to the family thing. Like, I was telling my family, like, say everybody think I got all this money, right? But who going to help me pay? How it could back? they think that with all this jewelry on? <laughs> <laughs> but then it'd be like this who going to help me pay it back? Mm-hmm. Say I get a million dollars. 
I got to pay my lawyer. I got to pay my team. And then I, it's on me to pay this label back. But everybody going to help me spend the money. And when it's spent, you going to tell me. I ain't tell you to do that. Mm-hmm. And you ain't going to help me pay it back. Right. And they're going to laugh at you. For sure. That's why I tell people, I'm going to get you everything you need. Like, for sure. You need it, call me. For everything you want, you're not getting that from me. For sure. Right. So I got that. Oh, Christmas was skilling. What's your relationship with your dad like at this point, though? How does he feel about what's happening to you? My dad passed when I was like 14, 15. Oh, Apologies, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I be laughing at, like, I, I'm fucked up in the head. Like, I be laughing, like, talking about my daddy sometimes. Like, really? Mm-hmm. In what way? Like, it, it doesn't strike you as, like, a sad memory? Like, you feel like you're celebrating his life? laughing, like, sometimes, like, damn, that mean-ass nigga dead as hell. Like, <laughs> but I don't mean it like no mis- malicious. Like, I just right. be... Like, everybody in my family fucked up in the head like that except my sister. Like, if you talk about my sister, daddy, she gonna fuck around and cry. But, like, I'll just be like, I know how my daddy was. Like, my daddy told me before he died, like, nigga, I ain't gonna always be here. Like, he talked to me like that. Like, so it ain't hard for me. Like, if you talk about my daddy, like, you ain't gotta say, like, I'm sorry for your loss and all that. Because he already, I accepted. Like, he made me accept it before he even. Long time before. You feel me? Like. So it's hard. For, it was easy for me to deal with. But you, ne- you didn't even have this rapper dream when he was still around, right? No. So how does it feel knowing that you've pretty much already accomplished something that, you know, he probably never could have predicted? I know he's smiling down at me. Like he wouldn't. My daddy wouldn't want me to try rapping. He was a full supporter after I would have got like doing it good. But you know that's natural because like my daddy, my daddy had me at fifty two. So, like, Whoa. he was born in 46, so, you know, like... They, Holy shit. They that just totally like, changes my perspective yeah. on him. Okay, yeah. yeah. like... So he wasn't, like, a young man when he... No, okay. his, like, perspective on this shit was, like, nigga, go do something that's going to take care of the family. Like, you feel me? But, like, my daddy wanted me to go play basketball. I was good at it. I got all the trophies and stuff. So he was, like, we... Sometimes we used to catch the bus or walk to practice or games and shit. So it's. I got a lot of determination from him, like, right. keep going, like, that type of stuff. What ended the hoop dreams again? Shit, life. Like, you know how, like, you just, after after you get out of Little League and stuff like that, I was the man in high school on the team and shit like that, but then that shit become a job. Like, that shit not fun no more. I got Astro. That shit ain't fun. It's fun, but it'd be like it's a job. Like I don't want to go to the first. I ain't have to go to no weight room and do two a days and all that shit. <laughs> I ain't got to worry about college and shit like that. Yeah, like that. That is always a weird thing when I'm talking to people on here, and I realize that they were so passionate about a sport for fucking ten years, from when they're a little kid to like sixteen, and then all of a sudden, girls, drugs, gangs, money, whatever. Like all these little things just start poking up, and like. I, it kind of makes you understand how determined you have to be to be a professional athlete. You have to be able to take all this shit and just put it aside and just focus on this. For sure. Because even after you make it to the league, like, you still got to live your life how you really don't want to live your life. And then I I thought about that. Like, they got all this money, right? They can do all that shit, do whatever they want, but they really can't. 
Like the NBA really like the feds. They really know everything you're doing. Why yeah. wouldn't they? And then and then too, they hold them to a higher standard and it's super time consuming. You're away for so much. You miss so much. So if you got kids and shit like that too. But I feel like that's kind of the thing with athletes and rappers where it's like, damn. You make all this money, but most of the time you're going to miss them important moments, especially if you got kids. You may miss, you you may be out of town somewhere. You got a family member that's sick. They may pass away and shit too, but it's that fucking discipline. It's crazy. Especially yeah. for athletes, though. You got to think they're giving them, man, $100, $200 million. You don't think they're going to be on your ass every day all day. Yeah, and if you get mad at somebody, you can hop on your Instagram story and say, hey, fuck so-and-so. And if you do that as a basketball uh-uh. player, it's like World War Three. Especially today now. Yeah. Crucified. That's sure. why the basketball players want to be like the rappers because they they admire the freedom that the rappers have, and then the rappers want to be like the athletes because they admire the the fame because like basketball is fucking gigantic or football or whatever. But then also, no, they contracts is crazy. Yeah, the money That's too. Really yeah, and if you are if you're somebody who sits in a studio rapping and smoking weed all day, you're looking at these dudes training and being in incredible shape, and it is like there's something very very attractive about that. Even though I'm sure when you're actually doing the Two a days that you're just like this yeah, sucks. But them athletes though, they bitches be getting fucked. For real, sure. real shit. For sure. Not they, the rappers. Ah, not rappers. Like <laughs> it's some rappers bitches getting fucked. But yeah, athletes yeah. like they, they not, they not, they not, they cornballs a lot. Not all of them, mm. but there's a big amount of them are cornballs, and they like, females. They you could like be a rappers. you could be a cornball and begin a hundred million dollars a year playing basketball, or whatever. But as a rapper, that's tough to pull off. But the like, bitch ain't gonna like. Yeah, she it's she, the lifestyle. Yeah, she really like the lifestyle, like, but she may really like you. This lifestyle, like you, like it's okay the lifestyle for the athletes. The bitch can get whatever she wants. But at the end of the day, a bitch want to be in the club with a nigga with all this jewelry <laughs> on and the bitch is looking at her like, how is you with him? Yeah. You feel me? That's what a bitch really want. Like, I think about that all the time, that if I was single, that all the things that make me successful are also things that would be a big impediment to me, like fucking with a bunch of chicks because they don't want, what, you want to hang out with me? I'm in here 10 hours a day. Like, that's not fun to a lot of women. Well, you, know? you are a porn star. Well, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want him to know. Oh. I seen your email though. Oh. <laughs> what email? It said OnlyFans at no jumper. You see the pl- you see the plug talk shit? We didn't send you that. Why email. are you trying to get us? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Nigga, man. Does the does the forming signs when he comes in say that he might be on OnlyFans? I swear to God, they say OnlyFans at no jumper.com. <laughs> we might need a different form because I th- they might have gave you the wrong form. <laughs> I put that email down too for the form. <laughs> I clicked that. That's a good idea. You on a mailing list now. We should add everybody to the point top mailing list. That's a great idea. Damn. <laughs> Y'all crazy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, all right. Uh, I was watching the uh, Leave It in the Streets video, mm-hmm. and you had your whole side bandaged up. What was that? I got shot. Yeah, but like that recently? I didn't. Have you talked about that in an interview or anything? No, not for real. What happened? I got shot. <laughs> <laughs> I figured if you got shot four months ago, I would know about it. But what the fuck happened? Like, like I got shot. Right. Okay. <laughs> I feel you. Damn. So maybe you should leave Detroit. Not for real. No? It was just a one-off? You don't think it's going to happen again or anything? You got shot. Not you for got real. Shot? I got shot. Right. I really... I got shot. Like, you feel me? <laughs> it ain't really affect me that much. It really turned me up, if you really think about it in a sense. I got shot, and then my life changed. Right. For real. But related to that or just unrelated? I got shot. 
Does that worry your team? Is your team like, hey, man, we want to get you out of these environments? No, because they know how I am. I thrive in that type of shit. Like, I thrive in it. Like, I love the ghetto for real. Everybody know me, know I love it. And that's my really my problem. That's really why I don't look, really want to leave Detroit. I love that shit. Like, well, you know how, like, you get in the streets and then you it's like a rush to you. Right. For real, for real. Like, I don't want, by no means am I negative or nothing, but I I like it. Like, you feel me? Not negativity, but the shit that, I like it. Like, it's just polarizing. Yeah. It really is, though. But don't you feel like you've known a million people in your life who at one point in their life said, like, I love the hood. I'm never leaving out the hood. And then at some point they get money and they just leave. Nigga, I left that yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I ain't living in the hood. Like, right, okay. I yeah. don't live in the hood. I go to the hood. Like my, But you're going to see your people. So. My people still know me. I still pull up. It, it's n- they know it's nothing that I, they won't do that. I won't do Like, you feel me? They'll do that. I won't. You feel me? I still, you feel me? Right. I, if it's on the flow, I'm going to get a shoot in a shootout with my homeboys. Like, we go for sure. We rocking and rolling together. It's on the flow. For I sure. I forgot. I ain't said that in a while. <laughs> it's on the flow, though. No, that's just how it be, though. With me, I'm going to always extend my hand back to the hood. I'm always be in tune with the streets, regardless. That's just what I came from. Right. So, all right, what's what's the plans in terms of now that you're signing everything? I was listening to Crack Music 2 and The Whip on the way here, but, mm-hmm. like, what's the next project going to be, and how are you going to take shit to the next level? I got an EP dropping on Friday. It's called We Eat The Most. Uh, my label wanted me to drop the EP, but I'm really I'm trying to have a big 2023. It's like you said, I want to be a stadium artist, so I'm going to have a lot of big features and shit like that next year. Need them anthems. For sure, them anthems. Definitely. Yeah, man. I'm glad we were able to get in here and everything. Uh, so is there anything else that we should know about in terms of stuff you want the fans to keep an eye out for? Mm-hmm. I got a project dropping Friday. That's right. That's all I And he got shot. So. You feel me? I got shot, too. You got to make that T-shirt. <laughs> you feel me? I Sell the shirts. I got shot. shot. 4%. 4%. I'm still alive. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I don't like that song. Because <laughs> then that's like, like you got to accept that you got shot. But right. that song is like teasing, like that's that's weird. Yeah, they gonna come back, that. double back on you. Not even that they gonna come back, like you just poking fun at some shit that you really got shot, nigga. Like, right. You feel me? So the kid who made that song got shot, and then he just makes that song. And then the other day, I seen a video of another kid who got shot and almost died in the fucking hospital, and he's filming himself with that, that song a, playing. That, I'm like, that I mean, was a thing. To like, keep to keep it real, if you get shot, what you gonna play? What's the first song that's gonna come to mind? I'm still, I'm still alive. alive. Yeah, I'm still alive. I'm gonna play "Get It Back in Blood." <laughs> <laughs> Damn! So you're gonna join the 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 BD uh, the Push Ice BD Alliance over there in Chicago? You gonna take a trip out there soon? Don't answer that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. When "Back in Blood" came out, it was kind of like, oh, like. This is like a Marvel movie where all of a sudden, like Lil Durk and King Vaughn are joining forces with Pooh Shiesty to take on. I just thought it was anonymous. A, a great song, right? But yeah, and I thought that for a long time before I realized what was going on in the song. And then I was like, See, "This is a great song, and it's messy." They made they made his politics. Yeah, mm. I don't know them politics like for sure. That was exactly yeah. But that's a com a combining of politics because you got Memphis and Chicago coming together. How do you know? I mean, pay attention. <laughs> You know. You is a crazy man. <laughs> I'm in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Adam. What? I just wanna tell you. I'm too deep. No, you messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, all right. You better uh, stop where you get shot. Nah. I don't think Adam gonna get shot. Didn't y'all have somebody come here with a gun or something? Many times. This is my homeboy. I ain't gonna buy I got a bulletproof vest. Hey, didn't somebody try to um, get down in here and y'all shot him or something? What happened? <laughs> I don't know about that. So people got down in here. Somebody got nobody shot him. Got hit right where you sitting. Y'all yeah. always getting somebody hit or something <laughs> going down in this bit. Messy shit happens time to time. You is a crazy man, and I think you like it. Like nah, you do, not, not like that. You sock a nigga, you get a promotion here. Wait, you sock the nigga? Who sock the nigga? Somebody else did. Who sock the nigga? He's not here right now. <laughs> Why they sock him? He got a promotion. After he called him a bitch. For real? It would be. Like, it was literally. It would be like if you and AD started arguing and calling each other bitch. Like to we the can face. fight right yeah. now. They gonna be like, I'm getting a promotion for sure. The views is up for yeah. sure. But I went. Like you can't disrespect a man like that. Yeah, can't. I don't care how mad I get at somebody. If I call you a bitch, I'm probably ready to hit you in your shit. So, so, that's so. why it was kind of hard to be super mad at the host to hit him because it's like, well, he disrespected that man. You don't you call know. that man no bitch. Yeah, there's only a few words that could really get that reaction. Although to be fair, suspect did call him a bitch first. Hand <laughs> through his paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on tracks, boy. All right, Skilla. Yeah. Appreciate you coming in, man. Appreciate you. No doubt. Good things coming. Swear to God. Turn my guy up on all streaming services and YouTube and whatnot. Thank you to AD for co-hosting. You a messy man. <laughs> Community <laughs> clips. Community. Et cetera. Et cetera. Skill a baby. No jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, et cetera. Like, comment, and subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Join the OnlyFans mentalist. Bow, bow. Yeah.